0: Jared Chapman along with Artemis Brown. We're coming to you this week with episode 48. Episode 48, wow. Uh, Jimmy Johnson number
1: uh, out there. This, hey, good shout out, good shout out. You, you like that? I, I do like that.
0: That was maybe, off the top of the dome. Maybe uh, maybe we'll start that going on. Episode 47 would have been Tom Glavin. Uh, I I'm not even going to go 46. I don't know 46 off the top of my head. But uh, Artie, episode 48, how's it going, man?
1: We're almost at the half-century mark, man.
0: No? Well, you know, next week is our anniversary episode. Yes, and yes. As of right now, we have a pretty big guest lined up. We're not going to announce it just yet. Stay mm-hmm. tuned on social. We'll announce it later on in the week um, once everything is finalized. We've got one of our biggest guests of all time, um, at, at least from an ECU standpoint. Yeah, without doubt. Uh, Mm-hmm. doubt. Some, somebody that, I mean, already now we've been trying to get we, – we're working all, out all the kinks. Uh, we we do have we're on his calendar right now. Um, we're going to be talking to him Friday morning. Hopefully,
1: yep. hopefully as as, he, he's he's a very busy man. So I mean, it as, might subject to change. As long as
0: nothing changes, um, but I, I'm excited for that. But this week we we've also got another uh, we got another good guest this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Re we we got uh, Coach Keith LeClaire's daughter Audrey LeClaire, Yeah, um, came on to talk talk about the le, le, the LeClaire Classic. Wow, I got there. A, you
1: go, get it, get it right, brother. There you go.
0: I, I got, I got a gravel mouth right now, but <laughs> um, yeah. Talk. She came on to talk about ALS and ALS awareness and the LeClaire Classic and and all that. Uh, her dad has meant to ECU, and um, we we got we got a chance to talk to talk to her about that. But Artie, yeah, it's been good. You had a birthday this weekend. How was that, man? I did.
1: I did. It was a lot of fun. A lot, a lot of fun. You know, we we were missing you, but obviously you went down to go see the family and celebrated Christmas at the beach. So that was. I I know that was priority. Went to go see, uh, you know, grandma and, and the family. So, but you know, the the birthday weekend was phenomenal. I can't complain about it. It was a good time. Um, just spent time with friends and loved ones and. You know, got to see my mom and my little brother on Friday night, and kind of just spend some time with them. So it was good, man. It was it was really really good. I appreciate everybody that came and celebrated with me. Michelle and Nick doing all right? They're doing real good. They're doing real good. I, you know, they 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 can't complain. So and Nick's, you know, he's tied up with school right now. So my mom's trying to plan a trip because they're getting tired of being in the house. So
0: I don't, I don't doubt it. They're doing but, good. But that that's good to hear. Yeah, I went I went down to the beach. My my family has some uh, some uh, property down at Emerald Isle and. Mm-hmm. Went down there and, and spent the weekend. Didn't even see the beach, to be honest with you. I didn't even. Wow. I didn't even see the beach. Um, I did go tour two distilleries. See, that's
1: how you know you go to the beach too much. <laughs> and you just go down there and just don't even see the ocean. It's like I, I come here every weekend.
0: Yeah, I mean, to me, it's – especially when it's uh, – I mean – It probably not, wasn't
1: that warm either, though.
0: I mean, it wasn't bad. It was 50s, 60s. But, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I just thought, you know what, I'm, I'm here to see family. I'm here to hang out. Nobody else is going to sit on the beach, so I, I just thought, well, uh, I'll do whatever the family's doing. I was supposed to play golf. Uh, got a call like an hour before my tee time, saying, "Hey, what?" From the golf course, saying, "Hey, we're we're not doing any golf today." So I was like, "Well, that sucks." Um, one of the things I was looking forward to the most this weekend, but yeah, um, but yeah, it was good. Good to spend time with family. Like I said, I went to two distilleries, tried a lot of bourbon, um, drink drink quite a bit um what, brought, was, what was what was the favorite uh well this one place we went to they they did more of the moonshine type stuff but uh
1: oh that's heavy but
0: we i i, I bought a bottle of uh of salted caramel bourbon for the fam. sounds
1: delicious okay um,
0: it's pretty good i'll i'll, I'll get you some I'll, I'll let you dabble a little bit and then <laughs> uh my, my wife Guys, I know it sounds crazy, but my wife is like one of the biggest gin drinkers or big, I shouldn't say gin drinker, she loves gin. It's her, it's one of her favorite drinks.
1: That's something but, I didn't know about Savannah. I did not know she was a big gin drinker.
0: Yeah, she I mean her favorite drinks are Tom Collins. I mean, so we went to another place local down there. I bought her a bottle of gin and um and brought it home. So, I I'm, I'm not a huge juniper fan. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm I feel like I'm drinking a a Christmas tree, but yeah, I mean, it, it was a good weekend. Um, got back late last night. That's why we're recording on Monday night rather than Sunday mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent most of the day in traffic yesterday. There was, there was a wreck on 40, so I was like, this
1: that's is That's always fun.
0: This is rough. I, I, I texted Artie at like 730. I was like, Artie, look, let's just record tomorrow night. Um, <laughs> so, that, that's why we're coming to you a day late, um, but we're not a dollar short, okay? Never. So, um, Artie, ECU basketball. I think we're going to have a game this week.
1: There, there's such a thing as ECU basketball?
0: I guess I so. Yeah, I I <laughs> guess so. Um ECU basketball is supposed to uh host um UCF this weekend or on Thursday night. It's going to be a pretty good matchup. Uh UCF is 8 and 11. Mm-hmm. ECU's 8 and 8, but also ECU hasn't played in almost a month. Their last game was February 8th. So yes. by that time we'll be pushing Almost a month, almost four whole weeks. I mean, right, three and a half weeks since having an ECU basketball game. So it, it's, I'm I'm ready for it. It's a late Absolutely. tip. It's a late tip. It's on ESPNU um Thursday night at 9 p.m. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for it. Hopefully, ECU can get back to their winning ways and and um, finish the season strong. There's only two games left. Mm-hmm. But um, what what would you need to see before the tournament? Next week starts in a week or so, what would you need to see from EC to to have, some, uh, to have some I don't know thoughts that EC might be able to make some noise in, in the American Athletic Conference tournament?
1: You know at, at this point, it's so hard to analyze this team, right? Because I mean we've had two month-long breaks in a full basketball season, and so you have to assume that you're going to have some inconsistent play. No matter how much talent you have, no matter how good these guys are, you have to assume there's going to be some inconsistencies going into the game. Now, for us, we, we, we play a team that's not that great. You know, you said UCL was 8-11. and 11, So, you know, there are three games under 500. But we also have not played, like I said, in a month. And so, for me, it's just getting back to – and we've said this before on the, on the first break. Fundamental basketball, we play out our best when we're hitting our open shots. We have found a way to get open. It's just we haven't been able to hit our open shots. So it's not turning the ball over. It's hitting open shots. Our defense, I think, is going to be there. Um, and, and it's honestly, can Gardner and can some of these other guys step up and kind of be vocal, not just right. what they do on the court with their play, but leadership in the locker room vocally. Like, hey, we're sitting at 8-8. Eight eight. We've had a lot of bad breaks this season but we still have everything in front of us. We still have a conference tournament that we can compete in and do very, very well, and if, if we choose to do so. We've beaten the number five team in the nation in Houston who hasn't lost too many games. I don't know if we lost a game after that, to be honest uh, with you.
0: They, they've, they have three losses now. After we beat them? Uh, we're one of the three. They lost okay. last week, They lost last week, I believe, to, I want to say USF. They lost, uh, they're, they're number six in the nation, or they're, I think they're number they the at, No, I don't, I
1: don't think they're six anymore. I thought they moved to 12, 11 okay. 11 or 12. That might be true. I, in, I, in honestly, but I I, I've stopped paying attention team. to the rankings.
0: I've stopped paying attention right. to the rankings. It's been it has, to.
1: We, haven't, we haven't had basketball to look at, at least not ECU. So, but getting back to your point, what I need to see is just some consistent play. We don't have to play excellent. We don't have to play great. We don't have to play above our means. We just need to play consistent. Um, and, and can we just have a cohesive unit put together a full game the way we did against Houston. If we can kind of win these last two games before the tournament, I think it would be monumental to our psyche, to our confidence going forward. You know, I, I, I if I'm being honest, no, I don't think we can win the American athletic conference tournament. I I don't see it. I think we can get a game in possibly two, maybe. Um, Houston is me, now nine. Okay. So they're nine. Yeah. So, so, there's still a top 10 basketball program that, that we have beaten. So, you know, it's just consistent basketball play from a team that really hasn't been that consistent all season long. Um, and, and, and that's really what I, what I would like to see and need to see to end the year.
0: Yeah. I mean, you, you hit the nail right on the head. I, I think that that's uh, one of the important things for, for ECU basketball is they've got to be able to show some life. They can't, they can't come out. And get outscored in the first half by twenty points. Right. They got they got to show some light.
1: Play, gotta, play play a little desperate. I mean your season's on the line. Play desperate.
0: I mean, it really. I mean the NIT just announced that they're going down to sixteen teams. I mean, you think about it. ECU is gonna be. I mean, it, it's very unlikely that ECU gets one of those spots. So if you don't win the American Athletic Conference tournament, you're not. You're probably not getting in that large bid. No. Um, and, and to think about it, really the season is almost over. I don't want to – I mean, I'm not – if ECU were to win the tournament, that's hell. I mean, we're, we're very happy about that, but we're, we're well, not – if
1: we win the tournament, we go to the NCAAs. <laughs> so, yeah,
0: but I'm not holding my breath for that to happen.
1: No, and I don't what – I personally like. do not believe that's going to happen. I don't see it. I don't see that happening.
0: But at the same time, you, you got to think that this, this is it. This is the season. I mean you got two more games. Hopefully you get to 18. Hopefully you get both of them in. Uh UCF and Cincinnati. Hopefully you get both games in. But I mean right now it's there's no telling what's gonna happen with this team. And I mean I gotta I gotta think that if you win if you win those two games, you're gonna go in. Coach Julie's gonna have these guys ready to go to the tournament and and make some noise. They may not make it past the second round, but they're gonna make some noise. They're not gonna be a team that teams are just gonna push over like we and, have and been in the past.
1: Ex- exactly. And and no matter how you look at it, this is a team that has turned the corner at least a little bit. Because yeah. we are used to ECU basketball being at the bottom of the barrel. We're used to them not being a good team. We're used to people not wanting to go to games, not wanting to pay attention to ECU basketball, not caring about who the coach is or who the players are. You could ask students on campus. Who's the number one guy for ECU basketball? I don't know. I did. I forgot we had a basketball team. So, <laughs> and and that's true. So ECU has absolutely turned the corner, no matter how you flip it. And and so at least at the at the bare minimum, in the season on a high note, end it with some confidence.
0: I agree. And um, one team that has a lot of confidence right now, it's uh, it's the Diamond Bucks the ECU baseball. They're, they're six and one on the season after uh, winning two. Two out of three against Georgia Southern down in Statesboro, Georgia already. I mean, Georgia Southern was a lot tougher of a matchup than a lot of people expected and gave credit to. It's a pretty Georgia good ball club. I mean, yeah, that, that's a team that, I mean, I, I could see them playing in a regional and may even have a chance at an upset in a regional to make it to a super regional. That team was good. I mean, I watched all three games, mm-hmm. at least watched or listened to all three games, and I mean, I, I was genuinely worried at times that I mean we were up nine nothing in the ninth, and I felt like no lead is safe with that with that team. Right, and I mean they they did get two in the ninth inning, but still that that was I mean that was a good team and Coach Cliff Godwin he he put them on our schedule and I, I think he knew what he was doing. He was preparing this team for some adversity yeah, throughout the season.
1: I mean, we, we, we got their best shot, right. You know, we, we, we got their best baseball and we still won the series. We were still able to come out with the series win, even though we did drop a game to them. That, and that is a very, very good ball club. But the fact that's championship pedigree though, when you get someone's best and you can still come out on top, that's how, you know, you've got something special brewing in the works with what you have in a program. And, you know, coach Godwin is, you know, he's not going to want to, a a soft schedule. He's not going to want a baby schedule. You know, we're going to get there, we're going to earn it. And and we're going to, we're going to beat the very best. And I, and I appreciate that because he knows what he has in his clubhouse. He knows what he has in that locker room. He, you know, he knows that this team at its best can get it done with anybody against anybody on any field. And so you have to be able to beat these very, very good teams when they give you your best baseball. And that's how, you know, that is how you really go from regional to super regional to somehow, you know, putting yourself in a position to win a natty, so.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, looking at it, I I don't have Georgia Southern schedule right here in front of me, but I know that they have games scheduled, I believe, with – I believe they have a non-conference um, series with, I believe, Mississippi State, who dropped two to a, a, an American Athletic Conference team over the weekend. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they they hadn't lost a game in 20 games dating back to last year. I mean, they were number one in the country.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. I know that. I think they've got, um, maybe Texas or Tennessee on the schedule. Also, another top 15 team. They've they've got a lot of good programs on their schedule, and they they're, they're going to start traveling to a lot of these places. And it's gonna it's gonna be a a good year. And that team's going to be tough for whoever draws them in whatever regional they go to. Because they're going to go to a region, they're going to finish number one or number two yeah. in the Sun Belt Conference. But um, yeah, I, I gotta say, I mean, I, I was happy to see the the Pirates bounce back the way that they they did yesterday. Um, uh, it, it was one thing that I was kind of worried about how how this young team bounced back, and and I mean, they put all my fears to, to shame when when they came back out there and dropped a nine spot on, on Georgia Southern. It's good to see some of these young guys getting in and and hitting some bombs too.
1: And it's it's a six and one start, right? And you know, it's I'll take it. It's a six and one start. You know, we, we, nobody should be freaking out. Nobody should be upset. Nobody should be. I mean, this is where we should be. So right, yeah.
0: <laughs> and I mean, you got you got Old Dominion this week on the schedule. Um, coming down from Norfolk from Norfolk, I mean, you gotta think that's a winnable game. I mean, and then Coach Godwin said he's going to go with the same rotation that he had. This past weekend, Gavin Williams still not in the in the starting lineup yet, or not in the starting rotation. Um, it's unclear what what the Pirates are gonna do with him. I mean, he came in uh, yesterday to make his debut, and I mean, he was pumping 99 consistently. It, it mm-hmm. wasn't like he was revving it up to 99. That's what he was throwing consistently. Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: I mean, it's tough. I mean, Artie, have you ever tried to hit a 99 mile per hour fastball? I, I've I mean,
1: never attempted to hit a 99. Mile per hour fastball. Um, I think the fastest thing I've ever hit was seventy seventy one.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's I, not I, even close. I, I've hit eighty five before, and I I can't see it. Like yeah. now,
1: I can't see it. Like
0: it, that's insane. But and, and
1: I and I like to consider I'm a pretty decent athlete. No, I can't hit ninety nine. I'm telling you right now, there's no way. I, I could still probably hit seventy,
0: but yeah, ninety nine. I'm not touching it. No. At that point, you're just throwing your bat at it. I'm
1: I'm swinging two seconds after the ball's already hit the mitt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that I, I'd love to see that. I'd love to see you take a hack at at a ninety nine mile per hour fastball.
1: Uh, it's gonna have to be very early. I'm just gonna have to swing very very early and just and just. Do you hope think you'd be best. able?
0: Do you think you'd do you think you'd stay in on the ball? Do you think you'd be able to hang in there?
1: I think I could foul one off.
0: Oh, do you think you you don't think you're jumping out of the way?
1: No, I don't, I don't think I'll jump out right of the way. As long as she, it's, you know, below the chest. If it's below the chest, I'll be all right. If it's somewhere above the chest, yeah, I'm, I'm running. I'm gone. I can't, <laughs> I mean, I can't I, have it hit my face. I know?
0: would pay good money to see you standing there against as, like as, a, somebody pumping long, 99.
1: As long as it's not hitting the face and it's not hitting the family jewels, we'll be all right.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, well. Yeah, I got. I gotta see that. I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to find somebody. Uh, maybe we'll hit up a friend of the podcast, Evan Krasinski, and and let him uh, throw a BP session to you.
1: But I'm always down to try. I'm always down to try.
0: So, do you, so you think you'd get?
1: You think you'd get wood on it, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I can make contact. It just wouldn't go nowhere.
0: If If you had 20, going back to Brandon's question from last week, if you had 20 shots at hitting a 99 mile per hour fastball. Hit I'm, I'm, I'm making contact
1: it? with at least one. And it's gonna either be fouled off or it's gonna it's just gonna go straight down to the dirt. Like, but I'm I'm gonna make contact with at least one. Okay. At least one. And okay. it's and it's gonna be a lucky swing. It's not gonna be accuracy or skill, but it's gonna be a lucky swing. I'm gonna be right on one.
0: When 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 there's a ninety nine mile per hour f- pitch coming in on you, I mean if you put a good bat and you square it up. It, you don't have to have power. That thing's going far. If right. you can square it up, that thing's going far. So if you were able to put on a decent swing and an easy swing on it,
1: I think you could probably hit it out. It, look, if I hit one out, I'm, I'm retiring from all sports. That's it. <laughs> I'm the GOAT. I've done it. how, how many,
0: it. How many attempts do you think it would take for you to hit, even just like a softball
1: out, out of a baseball field? No, don't 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 disrespect me. It wouldn't, it, wouldn't not, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't take a softball. I mean we're we talking we talking underhand. Yeah, I am
0: talking I'm I mean as somebody that plays like church league softball, I mean I've hit I've hit the top of the fence a couple of times. Never actually hit one out in a game. I've hit them out in practice, but I'm saying how many times do you think it would take you to get one over the fence? As
1: as someone who was a uh, two time T ball MVP, yeah, I'm definitely <laughs> I'm definitely hitting one out. i'm getting one all right hey i'm down let's get we can do this this. though yeah like i'm dead serious we can do this i i kind of want to see i kind of want to see
0: it's called content
1: yeah we'll do it all right we'll do it we can we can video i don't i don't care if pirate nation it sees it we can video it for proof i know people gonna need their proof so yeah we can we can go ahead and set this up
0: (laughs) i I mean i'm thinking of this because i saw a video the other day about i think it was uh Jordan Spieth and Rory McElroy, they each took 50 balls out to a par three, and they were seeing how many it would take them to hit a hole in one. Mm. How, how you see that? If, if,
1: if I gave to you a that, That's so much harder than actually hitting a baseball out, out, out the park to me. Trying to, trying to get a hole in one because you have to have skill, and then you also have to be lucky. That had like both of those things have to happen.
0: So yeah, if you had an unlimited amount of balls and you had all day, do you think you get a hole in one?
1: No, I think I come close. I think I get within a foot, but I honestly no, I don't think I I don't think I get a hole in one. And I I get some pretty I I get some pretty good shots, but no, I don't.
0: I, I think I think I'm starting to dial in my golf game enough to where I could come pretty close.
1: Yeah, I, I think I, I would get close. I think I would get within a foot of the hole, but that would be the closest.
0: I'm, I'm and maybe get, if I I'm got not...
1: lucky on a, on like a nice rollback or I'm, like I'm the, gonna... the wind was in my favor, maybe. But no, I I, just, I don't see it.
0: When whenever we get whoever gets one, whenever we get one, that steak dinner is gonna be so damn it's good. Be the,
1: it's gonna be the greatest steak dinner of all time.
0: Have a it's have
1: be the greatest because one of us is is gonna get one eventually. Yeah, ha,
0: have some nice red wine, some bourbon, cigars. Like we're gonna do it all up.
1: Hey, yeah, we're not getting a no two dollar steak. It's gonna be a real nice steak.
0: Man, that that sounds good. <laughs> but going back to baseball, Artie, uh, the Leclerc Classic is this week, and we mentioned it earlier. Um, when we announced our guest Audrey Leclaire coming on the podcast, mm-hmm. um, App State, another Sunbelt team coming in. I don't think they're as good as Georgia Southern. I mean, I, I think ECU tries to go four and zero this week with Old Dominion and and App State. I mean that that's always I mean that's always the the right, goal, that's, right? That's the goal. Yeah, absolutely. But but I, I think that there's there's a good shot that ECU does go four and zero this weekend. If anything, they they go three and one. Uh, I'll be I'll be content with that. But
1: yeah, yeah. I, I was just gonna say I I honestly don't see another potential loss until that rematch with Duke. That's that's gonna be the next kind of big step I think for ECU baseball as far as that that rematch because Duke's gonna be angry. They're gonna be a little upset and they're gonna want some revenge. So
0: yeah, I mean I I think that I I I think the way that the schedule looks for ECU I, I don't. I've said it before. I don't think there's a team on the schedule that ECU should be afraid of. Um, they should be able to go in there and, and know that they can compete with whoever, whenever. Um, so, they'll. I, I mean, I, I'm excited for this weekend. I mean, I, I'm really it, – it's the Leclerc Classic. It's always been something that's special. I mean, it's one of those things that as an ECU fan, especially an ECU baseball fan, um, knowing the history of, of – Coach Keith Leclerc and all that he went through, and and kind of what the number 23 means, and getting to what getting to Omaha means for this team, and how this is just another step to to that point. I mean, mm-hmm. th- this weekend, I mean, it's always one of my favorite weekends. Um, even though this year it's going to be a little bit different, as we talked about um, with Audrey, it's not going to be three different teams. It's not going to be like a a, a tournament style feel. It's going to be you have a weekend series. Let's get the job done. But let's also honor Coach LeClaire. I mean, I, I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm hoping that the Pirates can pull out three wins. Um, you, you were going to say something, Artie?
1: No, I was just going to ask, are, are they allowing any kind of capacity outside of family?
0: Yeah, so they are. So last week, uh, Co- Governor Cooper um, announced that you can have 15%. I believe it's 15% inside of – um, Clark Leclerc Stadium. I believe that comes out to be about fifteen hundred fans. So there will be uh, there will nice. be some people in the jungle. I think they're limiting the jungle to one hundred and fifty. Okay.
1: so um, we'll, so we will have some actual crowd noise. There's going to be some people in the in the in the stands.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, there's going to be some people there. It's going to be nice. Um, hopefully, we can get to the point to where we can have more and more people. Um, right. I I may be wrong. Maybe it's thirty percent outside, but um yeah, it, it's gonna it's gonna be nice to have finally have some fans back in the stadium and um mm-hmm. cheering on the pirates and I mean I, I like the direction that we're headed with, with every COVID and everything. I like I like that direction that we're headed. It's starting I, to ease up a little bit. Yeah. I saw that they sold forty uh forty eight hundred uh tickets to ECU football season tickets. They sold forty yeah. eight hundred already. Um so which is always great um to see, especially with the financial situation that ECU has been in, Mm -hmm. but yeah, going back to the LeClaire classic, I mean, this weekend, I mean, it's all about honoring coach Mm LeClaire. It's all about raising awareness for ALS. And uh, I I think we did a good job of that already with, with our conversation with Audrey. Absolutely. So, I mean, it was one that um, it, it was a different kind of interview than we've, we've done before. So I hope, I hope that you all enjoy this and, um, and really just kinda see uh or listen to how she uh tells her dad's story and tells um her story about being a pirate and what it what it means to her to see Coach Cliff Godwin still wear the number twenty three. I mean, it it was it was special that we were able to have that conversation with her. Absolutely. Um, it's one that I don't I've never I haven't seen any media really have that have that kind of conversation with, with her or anybody from her family. Um and I think it's a story that still needs to be told from a different perspective. And once again, that's why we did the Boneyard podcast. We we wanted to change things up and do things differently. So we hope you enjoy this. This is uh, our interview with Audrey LeClaire, the daughter of late, great coach of ECU baseball, Keith LeClaire. This week, we have, we have a special guest on the Boneyard Podcast, everybody. Um, this is somebody that, when we started the podcast, actually, we, we reached out and we, we talked to her about coming on, and, and um, we, we were trying to find the right time, and there's no better time. Uh, Coach Keith LeClaire, his, his birthday was yesterday. The LeClaire Classic is coming up this weekend against App State, so what better time to talk to his daughter, Audrey LeClaire. Welcome to the Boneyard Podcast, Audrey. How's it going?
2: Pretty good. Thank you guys so much for having me on. I'm excited.
1: So absolutely,
0: yeah. The pleasure is all ours. So, um, just kind of getting into it. So your your dad. I mean, he he was a head coach at for ECU baseball. Um, he he has a legacy that is, I mean, I mean, his name's on the stadium. He means so much. The number twenty three means so much to all ECU fans. Um, what does what does his legacy and how ECU um, still kind of um, shows that off? How how, how does that – what does that mean to you?
2: Um, truly, we just love ECU and the Greenville community so much. Um, the way they supported us throughout his entire battle with ALS and the way they supported him as a coach, um, I don't know that I could ever put into enough words what it means – Um, to us and we enjoy coming back every year for the classic and um, seeing old friends and seeing everybody and just being back and um, it truly is an honor um, to see his name on the stadium when you know he started out at ECU that was never his goal to have it on the stadium Um, so it's a true honor for it to be there and um, you know we love coach Godwin for wearing his number and um, representing it he represents it so well and um, kind of embodies everything that dad stood for. And, um, you know, it truly is just one of those things that, um, it just, it means a lot and it impacts even me every day. Um, and I kind of think of his characteristics, um, every day. So,
1: got gotcha. You. Gotcha. You. Now I kind of want to dive right into something that's near and dear to all three of our hearts. Um, and that's ALS and, and, and the ALS foundation. Um, I know when Jared and I were in school, um, you know, something that we did, Two, I think twice, I know at least twice, maybe three times, We was the ALS walk in, in Greenville. And that was always something that was, was really special to me, being able to take away my time from school, from partying, from all this other stuff that we did to actually do something substantial in the community. Um, so this kind of explained to us the importance of ALS and kind of give our listeners maybe an organization or something that they can follow to kind of bring more awareness to that.
2: Right, so it's actually Mustache March. Um, it just kicked off, so it's a huge uh, thing to participate in and mm-hmm. kind of get everybody excited, and it's brought a lot of awareness. Um, <laughs> I know that a lot of teams that ECU's played has kind of been like what's, like, what's up with the mustaches? Um, and it kind of gives them a chance to explain what's going on, and they're partnered with Michigan and Memphis this year, baseball, awesome. um, which is kind of cool. Um, so that's one. And then just even the Greenville chapter in the North Carolina ALS Association Um, A lot of those are just great organizations, and it was actually Rare Disease Day, Um, and it's kind of one of those things that ALS kind of gets grouped into that, but it's not such a rare disease. It's kind of just a, it's an unknown. Um, Mm -hmm. It impacts so many people, and um, it really isn't rare. It's kind of just out there, and um, I think the biggest thing is just awareness and raising funds and, um, you know, just kind of making voices heard that, like, this is a problem. We want a solution, and um, definitely getting out involved the ALS ice bucket challenge is in August and that's another big one um yeah. so just different little things like that um but anything i can find and participate in i definitely do so i also encourage everybody else to
0: absolutely and yeah so i mean ALS that i mean you the ALS ice bucket challenge that was something that i mean it was started uh i remember probably our sophomore year so i believe that was like 2014 um can you tell us like what that did for, for the ALS Foundation and, and what all of, all of the stuff that goes into um, raising awareness for, for ALS?
2: I personally, I believe that without it, um, the awareness would not be where it's at right now. And the funds that they raised, we wouldn't have. Um, and it was actually started by Pete Frates, who is a college baseball player at Boston College. Mm-hmm. Um, and Pete Frates actually came to ECU um, And so our family got to meet his family, and we got to meet him before the whole Ice Bucket Challenge thing kind of kicked off. Um, And he passed away a couple years ago, but it's incredible, the legacy even he's left with the Ice Bucket Challenge. And the awareness would not be where it is today without him and his family and everything that they did with that.
1: Got you, got you. And, you know, kind of switching gears just a little bit. You know, obviously, I know you're really big into baseball, and I know you've probably kept up with ECU baseball over the years, even this year. Where do you feel the team is at, you know, currently, and how far we can go this year?
2: I I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this. (laughs) Don't get don't get me in trouble with um with Coach Godwin, but I think that they have a really good team. Um, I do enjoy following it. Our whole family follows it. We watched the games this weekend, Um, but I think that their talent is kind of Limitless right now. They can kind of yeah. go anywhere. Um, I think they have a lot of heart. They play with a lot of heart and they play with a lot of guts. And they kind of grind it out even when things get tough. And they bounce back. And they showed that this weekend. So keeping my fingers crossed. And I'm not going to say the word. I'm not going to say <laughs> where we hope they end up. But I think I think they have a shot. I do. Yeah.
0: yeah. If, if Coach Godwin's going to be mad at anybody, he can be mad at me. I've I've already said it on the <laughs> podcast. Um, <laughs> That that it was we needed to go to a place where it was bust. Uh, but I, I I think that um, for for all of us here at ECU now the Le Classic. That's I mean that's something that it's been going on for what I believe what is this the seventh year eighth year of of doing the Le Classic. Uh, but anyway, 18, I mean, I think really I see I, I thought I thought it was something that was uh, more recent, but. I mean, that, that goes to show that. Or maybe 15th.
2: I don't know.
0: Okay. Well, anyways, <laughs> with that, like, that, I mean, it, it brings a, a lot of awareness. It, it gives EC a way to give back. Um, what, just kind of seeing, like, how that how it's all kind of evolved, and this year it's going to be a little bit different. It's not three teams that, that are coming in. It's just one. Um, what does, I mean, how big of, is that to you and your family?
2: We, um, it's an honor. Um, It's truly an honor that they still choose to recognize my dad in that way. And they don't have to by any means. Um, But just kind of, again, the support that everybody kind of rallies around us during that time in the tournament. And it's kind of always fun, especially when the different teams come in to see where they come from and watch them compete and Mm -hmm. um, kind of grind it out. But this year, even though it's only one team, it's App State. One of their coaches played football at ECU. I'm gonna throw him under under the bus, but it's Britt Johnson. And a lot of people might recognize him from that 2009 regional video. He Mm -hmm. was the fan that was super excited. So um, it's kind of neat that there is a connection this year, even though it's only one team, Um, so.
1: Got you, got you. And and kind of a, a personal question. What is Audrey LeClaire up to in 2021? What is it that you are doing?
2: I am in medical school.
1: Awesome. Uh, Snaps it
2: So I'm miserable. Something, something I I'm can't miserable use. a lot of the times. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
2: but I'm in Knoxville, Tennessee in medical school um, awesome. in my first year. So it's a lot of book work. Um, but, you know, just grinding it out. I, when I say I'm miserable, a lot of the times I am, but I can't complain too much because I am living my dream. Um, that's kind of what I use to keep myself grounded is this is my dream and I'm living it. So I try to keep my complaining to a minimum.
0: So with that, what, 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 is your, what is your end goal? What's your dream?
2: My dream, it's surprisingly, it's not neurology. Um, I, as much as I'm passionate about ALS, and I will always be an advocate for, um, and I will always participate in events. Right now, I currently am interested in emergency medicine. Um, okay. I love the adrenaline of the emergency room. Wow. So we will see. I don't know where I'll end up. But um, right now, that's what I'm looking at. I also like sports medicine and it kind of fits. So we'll see.
0: We'll see.
1: I, I feel like that's scary the The, the emergency room because <laughs> you can get anything and everything that, that comes through that emergency room. That's just something I know I would not ever be able to do. So I, I couldn't do it. I, yeah. Yeah. I could not do it.
2: <laughs> I worked in one for two and a half years before med school and I fell in love with it. I loved it. So wow. who knows? We'll see.
1: Awesome.
0: So looking forward, uh, or really, I won't. We probably should have started the conversation with this, and um, for those of the people, and I mean, even myself and Artie included, can you maybe give more of an explanation of of what is ALS?
2: For sure. It is a neurodegenerative disease, so it attacks all of the neurons in your body and kind of eventually affects your muscles, Um, and it leaves no muscle untouched. It gets your eyes, it gets your tongue, it gets... Everything, Um, and the way that I kind of describe it is, I feel like it's kind of the opposite of Alzheimer's. So your Mm -hmm. mind's perfectly sharp, it's still there, but your body is just deteriorating. Um, And it's just one of those diseases. So there's actually um, two different types. There's genetic, and then there's sporadic, and they have no rhyme or reason, they have guesses. um, Just with like a lot of football players and a lot of veterans have links to ALS, but they're not quite sure why. Um, The genetic component, they do more research on just because they've identified a couple of genes that cause it. So they've kind of focused their research efforts on that. Um, But it just, it truly is just an awful thing to watch. Um, And just, it, I can't even put into words the, um, just how, much of an effect it takes not only on the patient, but the family members, um, because there's absolutely nothing you can do to stop it. There's nothing you can do to slow it down. Um, And really, ultimately, when you get diagnosed with ALS, you get kind of handed a death sentence. And um, it's one of those things that I hope in my lifetime, I see change and that there is a treatment, if not a cure. Um, But as of now, it's, it's just a death sentence.
1: And and that all starts with awareness and getting people more proactive about it, you know. So and just getting the word out there. Um. And and Definitely. I wanted to ask you if if you had to say one thing or or even a couple of things that you would want your father to be remembered for, what would you think that would be?
2: Um. First and most importantly, his faith. Um. I think hands down, that is what he would um, want to be remembered for. Mm-hmm. Just you know, a lot of times, and he even said it with coaching. It was kind of like coaching family faith, and it was you know, coaching was his life and that's what he did. And he got sick and it kind of reversed and it was faith, family, and then baseball at the bottom. So first and foremost, it would be that. But then I think just his perseverance and his strength, Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of what I remember him by because even on his worst days, he had the mentality that somebody else always had it worse and um, that, you know, he had a good day compared to somebody else. And so just the um, kind of the humbleness too, I think Mm -hmm. is – and he probably wouldn't just, he wouldn't necessarily use those words, but that's how I would, um, is definitely his faith, his strength, his perseverance, and just his humility um, is definitely how I feel like he would be remembered or is remembered.
0: That's awesome. And now, I mean, Coach Godwin, he, he's talked time and time again about how much of a mentor and how much of a role model your father was to him. What what aspects of, of your father do you see in coach Godwin
2: first I would probably say his tenacity um he just he goes after it all the time um and he expects nothing less than 102 percent um and just the the hard work and I kind of you know my dad had a quote that was like we may not be the most talented team but we're not going to be outworked um and I really think that coach Godwin takes that mentality especially in the offseason and um just kind of the he he gets his team close, and they're kind of more of a family than a team. And I think that shows when they're on the field, and especially this year, they've just picked picked each other up time after time. Um, but if I had to pick one word, it would be probably the tenacity.
1: And I I got this kind of like a fun random question. I just I would thought about off the top of the dome. <laughs> I'm I'm a big house fan, and because you're you are a medical student, is there any like medical show that you are like just obsessed with right now, or have been watching? i I've just been like binge watching house all oh, over again.
2: Oh man. <laughs> I am a huge Grey's Anatomy fan. I have okay. seen every episode of every season twice, twice. Um, I love Grey's Anatomy. It's definitely not the most realistic, yeah. but um I love that. And then kind of medical, but not medical. I'm a huge Chicago fire. I love Chicago fire.
1: People have told me yeah, that's a phenomenal shot. I just haven't seen it yet. Yeah.
0: Yeah. i I I, so good. So good. I I can't even think like if I've ever watched like a a medical show, but I will say that like I've been watching these videos on Facebook of of the like this doctor who watches medical shows and like is it Dr. Mike? I I think so, yeah. And basically he's (laughs) like, Yeah, this is realistic, this isn't realistic. (laughs) I'm so intrigued by that. The the fact that like this guy's like, Yeah, this is what would actually be happening, and this is why it would actually happen. I think that's cool. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's fascinating.
1: Absolutely.
0: Now, Audrey, um, going back to the the talk about ECU and going going to a place that uh, we we all hope that ECU goes. We won't say the word, but um, Co- Coach Godwin has talked about the number twenty three and and how he wants to take that number to. Omaha I'll I'll say it he wants to take the number to Omaha and what what do you think once what what do you think the emotions will be when when you see that number finally there and then you it's finally retired and it's on the wall out in front of the jungle at Clark LeClair Stadium
2: Um, I definitely think I'll have tears in my eyes Um, I have actually been to Omaha twice That was my high school graduation gift way back in 2013. Um, I went to Omaha with.
1: uh, That's what year we are. (laughs) Yep, class of
2: 2013. So, I um, I went with Coach George Whitfield, a legend around Greenville, North Carolina. Um, And so I actually got tears in my eyes and chills when I walked in the stadium for the first time then. But then I actually went back in 2019 um, with my mom when Michigan went. Um, but when ECU goes, uh, it's going to be a whole nother level um, of just excitement and um, emotion. And it's honestly, it's going to be, I think, one of the happiest moments of my life. Um, for sure.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And if, if you had to put a, a timetable on when you might think that we win it all, because look, ECU is going to win the Natty at some point. We just got too, too good of a program. What would, what would you say the timetable was? Or is it this year? If you if you think it's this year, go ahead and say it. Go ahead and put oh, it you're on. You're really man.
2: trying to get me in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> just a you little know, bit. I, I don't know an exact I don't know an exact timetable, <laughs> but I know I know that when they make it, they are not going to give any any less than their best. Um, yep. And I, I we saw you know with Michigan, everybody kind of doubted Michigan when they got there, and they made it to the to the final. So I think it just depends on the team and the heart they play with, and I have no doubt that whatever team makes it they're going to play with all their heart so
1: absolutely
0: well audrey i i'm all out of questions already do
1: you have any more questions that's that's all i got i'm i'm going to stop harassing her oh, okay well i have <laughs> we,
0: we do have one question audrey okay um i don't know if you've ever listened to the boneyard podcast if you have you, you probably know what's coming so there there's a little establishment in in greenville it's called sup dogs right have you ever been there
2: i have not been there yet oh. What? I
1: know, oh. I know. It's wild. It's wild. Okay, that tears my heartstrings a little bit. Well, then we're gonna we're gonna have to
0: get you in Greenville, and we we've already got this thing going where we've got like every guest that we've ever had on, saying we're gonna take them to Sup Dogs, and we're gonna have a one big party. <laughs> we're not we're not gonna have enough room at this point. I mean, <laughs> hey, we'll, we'll we'll make it work. We'll we'll talk to Brett. We'll rent out the top or, or something. But <laughs> the question is usually, what what's your order at Sup Dogs? But um, we'll go ahead and ask you the, the question that we ask our, our two-time guests, okay? If you could go back in any moment in ECU history and watch it live, um, whether um, it, it's a time that you were already there or if you could go back and just see an, an ECU moment, what would that moment be?
2: I would have to say the 2001 Super Regional because I was there um and I know it was a heartbreaking heartbreaking time but I was a kid and I don't remember it so if I had to pick any time mm-hmm. either that or the um the the Wilson regional before that I think that one okay. would be a good one
0: that definitely awesome.
2: one of those definitely in the 2001 season
0: two 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 good answers so yes <laughs> all right well we're gonna have to get you to sup dogs uh we'll we'll, we'll get down True. there and we'll yes. celebrate we'll uh we'll, we'll toast coach mcclaire um as as we always should and um your your dad was was and is a true inspiration to all pirates all over the place so um once again thank you for joining us on the boneyard podcast this week
1: and and best of luck to you on becoming a doctor i know you'll do it because that's something jared and i absolutely are not smart enough to do but you are so (laughs) best of luck
0: that's why we talk into
1: microphones exactly
2: (laughs) no but you guys are great at it like i couldn't i couldn't talk into a microphone (laughs) <laughs> a I would I would be so awkward so look everybody has different talents yep
0: well, thank you thank you again so much um we'll we'll be uh we'll be pulling for the Pirates this weekend in, in the Leclerc Classic like always mm-hmm. um but yeah thanks again for joining us it, it, that was special
2: thank you guys for having me
1: absolutely
0: Once again, that was our uh, that was our interview with Audrey LeClaire, daughter of the late great coach of ECU baseball, Keith LeClaire, uh, the the guy that Clark LeClaire Stadium gets gets its name from the namesake uh, already. That that was a great conversation we had with Audrey. I, I really enjoyed it. Like I said, that was one that it, it was different in the way that we did it and kind of what the story we were telling with that. Um, if you haven't already, go look up ALS, go go get uh, informed on it, know kind of what it is. Also, if you're able to please, please 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 give to the ALS Research Foundation. Um, it's something that I mean it's a scary disease. I know I know people personally that have had it and have battled it. Um, but I mean it, it's always it's a constant like Audrey said, it's a constant uphill battle.
1: Right. And, and, and just like Audrey said, it can be genetic and it can be sporadic. It's just one of those things where anyone can get it um, at any point in time. And it's one of those diseases that really doesn't get the kind of attention that it deserves, in my opinion, um, because it does, when it, you know, like you said, when it hits people, it's pretty much a death sentence. And, and that's very unfortunate. And it's very sad. And the only way we really raise awareness and get more funding for this is by getting it out there plugging it into people's lives and people's ears. And, and they, you know, we don't, we don't ask people, we kind of force them to say, Hey, you know, this is, this is a real thing. and You should pay attention to it. And so it was an honor to have her on. Uh, the interview was full of laughs. Honestly, I, you know, I, I really enjoyed, you know, just talking with her talking about her father's legacy, uh, talking about what she's doing. She wants to become a doctor, uh, which is something that, you know, you and I both mentioned we cannot do. So best of luck to her and, and just, you know, um, definitely got to get her to sub dogs too.
0: Oh yeah, definitely gotta get her to sup dogs uh and once again toast uh, toast to Coach LeClaire. Now, something that ECU baseball has done in the past and is doing this year already. It's mustache march. Yeah. Um, growing mustaches to raise awareness for ALS. Um, I mean, some of the guys they have some good mustaches. If you haven't seen it already, go to ECU baseball at twi- on Twitter um at ECU baseball. And check out they, they have a March Madness bracket of of mustaches. I mean, Coach Cliff Godwins, his is his is something to it's something it's, serious. It's something to see. Um, <laughs> Artie, I, I need you to grow a mustache.
1: See, you know, I've i finally gotten to a point in life where I've got a respectable beard. You you remember back in college when I, when I was patchy? And, yeah, and, and none of this and I, was in. I'm always and I am just patchy. had the sideburns. I'm always patchy. Yeah, like it's it's taken a it's taken a good decade for me to grow what I've got out, and so I don't <laughs> know how thick it's gonna get, but I am more than willing to grow one.
0: Yeah, I, I need I need you to grow a mustache. <laughs> I, that I, I, I can do. I, yeah, that that's and it's, it's
1: it's crazy because I've had this mustache probably since freshman year of high school.
0: So so and it's
1: just been the same length.
0: So after after, after we record, do me a favor. We, we so you're agreeing to this. Yeah. After we record, will you go shave and and tweet out a picture
1: for a good cause? Let me let me let me have a night to think on it. I need a night. I need one night. I need. Ugh. It's a lot, man. I don't want to. I don't want to cut. Okay, you're right. It's for a good cause. I don't want to let the people down.
0: Don't let the people down.
1: Pirate Nation. I need one night. Just give. Just give Artie one night. I if I do it, yes, I am absolutely going to tweet out a picture. It's going to happen. How,
0: how many retweets would it take for you to to do it? I'm, I'm tweeting it out right now. How many retweets would it take for you to participate in Mustache March?
1: Thirty. Thirty. I need 30. All right. I, need 30, I, I, 30 I, re, I this, can't say it. retweets. I can never this,
0: say it. This is literally going live. I need, oh God. If you if this tweet if this tweet gets thirty retweets.
1: Hold on, but can it can it be after this weekend though? Cause I am going down to Atlanta this weekend. It could be after this weekend. (laughs) Fine.
0: Fine. I'll, I'll give you by the next time we record for, for our anniversary episode.
1: Bet. Bet. As long, as long as I can have this weekend bet. Yes.
0: All right. If this, if this tweet gets 30 retweets by tomorrow,
1: I will, I will shave all this off and just keep the mustache. Yes.
0: All right. I'll, I know this is great podcasting here, um, a lot, a lot of um, white air. Um,
1: yeah, I know people. People probably just listening, like, yeah, okay. I'm gonna go ahead and just turn right. this off.
0: Artemis Don on Twitter will participate. That's
1: Don underscore Artemis. Is, it,
0: is it, did I have the wrong one? You got like four of
1: them. I know. I got. I got a lot. I gotta delete some of them. I just don't remember my passwords. To be honest with you. I
0: thought it was at Artemis underscore Don.
1: It could be. That, that's, the, that's the at. That's the at. Yeah. My actual name is Don Artemis.
0: Yeah. We'll participate in hashtag mustache march. And then I I'm gonna ta- I'm, I'm gonna tag some people in this. Uh, let's see. Left field. Let's see. Megaphones. What up y'all? At Audrey LeClaire. What up yo? Um <laughs> at PD what up yo? Um at Cliff Godwin. What up yo?
1: Why what? do I have a feeling this is going to get like at 60 EC- to 70 at degrees. ECU baseball.
0: All right. Well, there it is.
1: I got I think I got like five or six for my birthday shout out. This is going to get like 60. Watch.
0: Hey when you listen to this, go to our Twitter and retweet it. People are gonna blow this up. Retweet it, please, please. I, I need to see this man with a mustache.
1: <laughs> I got you. Yes, okay. because okay. it's what caused. Absolutely, absolutely. Right.
0: Now I'm wiped up. I'll, I'll have to talk to her about about
1: <laughs> about
0: that. <laughs> you you don't have you don't have a ring on your finger. I do. That's true. That's
1: true. That is true. Very very true.
0: But Artie um since you're since you're talking about shaving your your face, I know we've talked a little bit about shaving uh the nether regions down below. Um, yes, so what do you want to use something different from what you use to shave your face to shave down there and that's why guys um i' don't, let me tell you about manscaped all right Manscaped is i mean they're they're the leader and they're the best thing out there for men's grooming um St Patrick's day is getting ready or it's coming up soon already. Right, now we're just making, trying to make some plans for St. Patrick's day before we hopped on. Mm-hmm. So get prepared for St. Patrick's day with a manscape with a manscape uh, lawnmower 3.0. If you're going to get a little lucky, manscaped is a global leader for below the waist grooming and the official sponsor of the boneyard podcast to ensure that you have the best tools for your family jewels, visit manscape.com and use promo code bone for 20% off and free. Shipping anywhere in the country, anywhere in the country. All right.
1: Look, look, Jared's being nice guys at this point. If you don't have manscape, you don't care about grooming. It's just, it's just that simple. Or you just don't groom. You just, you just have the natural bush. It's just flowing. You just don't care. You let bygones be bygones. You know, I'm telling you phenomenal product.
0: I, I was having this conversation with my family this weekend. They, they, my family, I love them to death. They don't listen to the podcast for some reason. They say they hear enough of me talking, so they don't want to listen to the podcast anymore yeah. um, mm-hmm. than they have to. Mm-hmm. So, But they, they I was telling them, they were like, oh, have y'all got a sponsor yet? And I was like, yeah, we're sponsored by Manscaped, a huge company. They, I mean, telling them all about what Manscaped is. And several of the people in my family, my uncles, my stepdad, uh, my even my grandfather at one point was like, man, I could use that. So do yourself a favor. Go to manscaped.com. Use promo code BONE for 20% off and free shipping. And I said that was in the country. That's everywhere. It's international, Artie. Mm -hmm. All right? International. I I saw on on our analytics that we have a listener in Ireland. So if you're there in Ireland, happy St. Patrick's Day. Shave your balls. All right? (laughs) Once again, Manscaped.com. Promo code BONE. 20% off and free shipping internationally.
1: And I just want to shout out, what a phenomenal promo code we have. Yeah. Bone. I'm gonna let you figure that out, people. It's phenomenal though.
0: For the Boneyard Podcast, Artie.
1: Nah, we got we got we got grown and sexy on here. They know, they know what I'm talking about. They know.
0: <laughs> but uh Artie that yeah, I mean manscaped it, I mean it's great. Um now let's uh let's let's talk about some Twitter questions. We had two Twitter questions this week. Once again, people send us your questions. We want to hear from you, okay? makes it makes our lives a little bit more fun when we're recording these things we we already have fun we already shoot the shit even before we get on but uh i mean we we really want you to send us your questions john um john smith friend of the podcast even though he hasn't been on the podcast um every time we say that he always tweets us back and saying hey you got to stop saying that let's get on he wants to get on the podcast we'll get you on john uh here you you dm us and uh, and we'll we'll schedule something soon. Long, okay, long
1: time listener, very very loyal fan of the podcast. We definitely got to have John on.
0: Yeah, he uh he he has a radio station. Uh, I want to say it's Seven Cities. Um, I, I, I'm forgetting the name of it off the top of my head, but it's Seven Cities. Go check out John Smith. Um, he's on Twitter. He he's a really cool guy. We've talked to him quite a bit in the in the press box. Uh, one of the first people that came up to me. When Mm -hmm. I got to the press box this year, my first time in the press box, and was like, hey, like what you doing? Um, So, John, thank you for that. He goes – he asked, dream regional opponents. So, we're talking baseball regional. Who is your dream regional opponents? He says that he would love to have UNC, NC State, and Quinnipiac.
1: Okay. Interesting. The last one. The first two, I understand.
0: Quinnipiac was in the regional, what, 2019?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
0: I mean that that was also NC State and Campbell. Um that that was a good regional. Um John, I would say I would say I would love to have a team like ah uh, geez. Give give me a West Virginia. Okay. Okay. Give me a give me UNC.
1: Okay.
0: And then give me UNCG.
1: I like that one. I like okay. Shout out Spartans. I like that. I like it. I like it. Why UNCG?
0: I mean, Coach Billy Godwin's over there. Um also, I mean, they've got a good baseball program. I I mean, I don't know. I I just I, I like They them. know how to whoop states ass. They do know how to whoop states ass. And uh, we we uh got got some uh state fans a little riled up today when we uh, tweeted about State losing to, to UNCG. Um, but, yeah, I mean, those, those would be my three. West Virginia, who would I say? West Virginia, UNC, and mm-hmm. UNCG.
1: Who would my three be? Uh, definitely NC State. I'm going to go ahead and throw them in there. I like that pick. Anytime we get a chance to beat NC State in anything substantial, that is awesome. Um, I think number two, I'd probably have to go Vandy just because of the of the history of the program
0: i can tell you right now that ain't happening yeah you're yeah. always going to be hosting <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's it's, it's just it, you know it's it is a dream. A, dream. Yeah, it, it's, it's a dream it's a dream yeah it's a dream exactly it's dream scenario just for us to be able to host a vandy and and beat a vandy in the regional that would be right. phenomenal no. um and then number three honestly just because of interstate you know You've got the east coast of South Carolina, the east coast of North Carolina. I'm gonna say coastal.
0: I was about to say, you gonna say coastal? The, yeah, coastal.
1: The, I'm, I'm the gonna go to I'm gonna go to Chanticleers. Chanticleers. Yeah, however, right. however you say their mascot, but I think that will be a, a an awesome, awesome uh, interstate little little rivalry because they're two good, you know, baseball programs, and it, it will be fun to play the Chanticleers, Clears, whatever you name them.
0: So NC State, Vandy, mm-hmm. and Coastal, and, and Coastal Carolina. Okay. Yeah. Now, Petey asks – Petey's always asking these crazy-ass questions, um, and he's, he's going to get one of us in trouble, I'm sure. He asks, if you could wipe any fan base, professional or collegiate, off the face of the earth, who would it be?
1: Oh, man. Can, that, I, just a a, a Can I just say a city? Can I
0: just say a city? Go ahead. Washington,
1: Washington, D.C. <laughs> I knew you were going to say Washington. <laughs> I knew that. I knew it. If you're Honestly, a Cavs
0: fan or if you're a Nats fan, get the hell out of here. Walk the damn plank.
1: It's, it's got to be between Dallas and Boston for me. It's it's just it's, I, Dallas Cowboys fans.
0: Not Detroit?
1: No, nah, I, don't, I don't mind Detroit because they suck at everything. I kind of feel bad for Detroit. Um, Green Bay is, you know, gentlemen's rivalry. I don't have no bad beef with Green Bay. Minnesota sucks, so I wouldn't do anything in the NFC North. Um, but I just Dallas Cowboys fans, man, they just—they're just the worst kinds of people. They're just—they're just not <laughs> like they're just clouded. Their 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 brains are just so colluded. I don't I don't understand why they have this confidence every single year. They know the team's going to go eight and eight, if not worse, and and disappoint them every single year. And then Boston fans, they win a championship and something every other year, so they just they they feel like they are kings of the earth, and it's just like shut up and go somewhere
0: and i i would say a close second would be philly for me
1: i kind of like philly uh, i kind i kind of i i don't know philly philly is just their own breed and they just don't care they really don't care what anybody thinks about them they like they, they do, do not care at santa that's what i love though who boos santa claus nobody but philly and i love that you know
0: i was I, I i must have been like 13 years old and i went to see the the Braves weren't even playing but I, I was I was in Philadelphia, and it was a Phillies Diamondbacks game. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget it. Phillies Diamondbacks in Philly, and uh, I uh, I, but I wore my Brave stuff. I was like, you know what? I'm a diehard Braves fan. I'm I'm not gonna wear anything Phillies. Like I'm not gonna do that. I'm here. I'm going to a, a baseball game. I'm 13 or whatever. I'm gonna wear I'm gonna wear my Chipper Jones jersey. Mm-hmm. Wear my Braves cap. I'm gonna go in there. I'm gonna have my have a good ass time. And um, yeah, I was getting booed at 13 years old.
1: <laughs> As you should, you know what you're supposed to do when you go to Philly. I, I
0: was I was in the upper decks getting booed. At, I mean, I was sitting with my grandparents and just getting heckled. But hey, I, I I lived with it. The worst time that I ever got heckled, though, I got heckled at a. Uh, when I used to live in California, I used to go to a lot of San Jose Sharks games.
1: Yeah,
0: and uh, the last night I was in California, I was actually flying back that night. I had a red eye back to Greensboro, moving back from California. I went to a San Jose Sharks Carolina Hurricanes game. It, it was a great game. It, I believe it went into overtime. Um, it was like six six. Like it, it was a good game. I have a picture with uh, now new head or now head coach Rod Brendamore. Um, I have a picture with him and me standing next to the glass at this game. Somebody threw a hot dog at me.
1: <laughs> Hold on, <laughs> what was on this hot dog? It's very important. Luckily, luckily, nothing was on the hot dog. Good. Then you you can waste that then. Yeah, I mean, I'll, now if somebody would have thrown like a Carolina dog at you, oh, I would have fighting, to fight that. Yeah, we fighting. gotta fight. Did you wasted a good dog? Like, yeah, like we, it, we gotta it, fight.
0: It, it like hit me in the back, and I like turned around and like. <laughs> I like grabbed it and I I was joking with it, like waving it around, and I I threw it back (laughs) in the general area. You know,
1: you know, you know why you got heckled so much, though? Why? Because that is all San Jose has. They have nothing else, they just have the Sharks.
0: (laughs) If I had to pick a team out west, I would say San Jose is my, I mean, I went to enough San Jose Sharks games. I I enjoyed it. The Shark Tank is the real deal. Um, It's a fun atmosphere. If If you're ever, if you're a hockey fan and you're ever in California, Get up to San Jose, go up there, go to the Bay Area, go see a Sharks game. I guarantee you will enjoy it. You will have a blast, as long as you're not an LA Kings fan.
1: But <laughs> oh, no, no Gretzky. That's cool.
0: But uh, Artie, so do you have a walk the plank?
1: I do have a walk the plank. I was informed by this not not too long ago. I actually had not heard about this. I couldn't believe I didn't I didn't hear about this. Um, I can't believe we we have to talk about this and bring this up, but sadly we do. So um,
0: real quick, let's give let's give the listeners some backstory. Every yeah. week I, we get on here, and I'm like, Artie, you have your walk the plank for the week, and he's like, No, and I already have like three, and Artie's like, Oh, I'll take one of those.
1: <laughs> J- Jared absolutely carries the team when it comes to walk the planks because I never have a walk the plank, but he always comes up with some good ones. He really does. He really does. And this and this week, ah. Uh, He's a very world-famous uh, football or soccer player, however you look at it. Here in the States, is soccer. Uh, Zlatan Ibrahimović. I, I hope I said his name right. I hope I didn't butcher his name. It just goes by Zlatan. I've always liked Zlatan. I thought he was always a, a, you know, a great character, great you know, player in, in his own right. Um, but he came out and he made some remarks about LeBron James, saying basically what Laura Ingram was saying, you know, on on Fox News as far as shut up and dribble, you know, do what you're good at and don't speak outside of that. My problem with those statements are LeBron James is so much more than just a basketball player, right? First and foremost, he's a husband, he's a father, and above all that, he's a natural born American citizen. I don't think any other American citizen in the country has has the right to tell another American citizen that they can't speak on social issues or speak on certain topics that they pay taxes for. If you pay taxes in this country, you can speak on whatever the hell you want. You pay taxes, you pay your bills, you live here, you were born and raised here. I don't understand why people keep bringing up this rhetoric that athletes should only be athletes. They should play their sports and then they should go home and shut the hell up. I've never really understood that because these guys have a platform that, we, the regular average American, does not have. Yes, we get to have our little red table talks amongst each other and speak amongst each other. But we don't have to, you know, we don't get the opportunity to kind of spread it out to the masses. And I agree with Zlatan on some of the political views. We don't need our athletes or, or really our celebrities or anybody for that matter, our, our artists or, 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 you know, uh, musical artists. They don't, they don't need to project their political views to the entire world. They don't need to try to persuade you know, people to be Democrat or Republican or liberal or whatever. But when it comes to speaking on social issues, when it comes to speaking on things that affect all of us, not just one race, not just one group, not just one sex, not just one religion, all of us as a country. um, Yeah, he has every right to speak on those things. And he should not just shut up and dribble. He has every right to use his platform as one of the greatest and biggest stars on the planet Earth um to, to speak on these topics. And so I like Zlatan. I felt like he went about this the wrong way. I kinda understand what he was saying a little bit when it comes to the political views. Uh, but everything else, no. I I just I I I think these athletes should use their platform for the better. So Zlatan walked the damn plane.
0: righty. Now already I, I said I was gonna I said I had one. Uh, I I decided mid podcast I was gonna change it up actually. Switch it up um. So, how does, in the last year, how does an NFL football team lose three star-caliber athletes in the form of DeAndre Hopkins, Deshaun Watson, Hold on. and J.J.
1: Watt? They, they haven't lost Deshaun yet. They it's haven't happening. lost him yet.
0: It's happening. It's going to happen.
1: You know why, Jared? Because some organizations are – they just – they're too old school in their thinking, and Man, they just – they don't
0: – If we had if, – if the Falcons had those three guys, I mean, Deshaun Watson would be a great backup quarterback, but
1: <laughs> – uh, Here we go. But here we – Matt, Matt Ryan is the greatest quarterback to ever walk the face of the earth. We, he's greater than Tom Brady. He should have won 10 Super Bowls by now. Uh, if he's he had first a team around him, he Hall probably would. He probably would. Uh, you know he can probably talk to the dolphins, you know, according to Jared, so
0: you can't talk to dolphins
1: no, I'm saying he can probably talk to the dolphins. he can probably communicate with babies, he probably has full conversations with babies according to Jared the, Chaffet, the houston that's,
0: that's texans the Houston Texans had three of the top superstars mm-hmm. in the whole NFL yeah, two of them are gone now, yep. And they're both now on the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. And Deshaun Watson has one foot out the door. Yep. And he he might take a shot at being the third best quarterback in the in the NFC South. He might take a shot at that. He might come play for the for the Carolina Panthers, the the minor league team in, in the NFC South.
1: You know what I'm doing for the Houston Texans? I'm playing Houston, the world's
0: smallest violin. Houston, y'all screwed up. You wasted these three elite, elite NFL superstars. And now it's for nothing. One of them just asked for his release.
1: They J. robbed J. Watt. They robbed JJ Watt of his prime. They robbed him of his prime.
0: And I I'd be lying if, if I said that it didn't shock me that. J.J. Watt ended up in Arizona. But Houston screwed up. Now Arizona's a contender. I think Arizona's a contender now. Like and, just, a, and just speaking on J.J. Contender. Watt,
1: just think about what he did for the city of Houston after those hurricanes. That, that happened mi- a, a, a few he, he years He raised
0: ago. what, $10 million, $30 million? He raised
1: so much money for the city of Houston. He was like a savior for the city of Houston. And for them to not throw everything at him and say, we want you here. We don't care what it takes. We need you and want you here to be the face of the franchise forever until you just feel like leaving. Forever. They are getting exactly what they deserve. I hope they suck for the next 50 years.
0: Yeah. Houston, walk the damn plank. (laughs) Y'all messed up. Y'all, y'all really messed up. Yeah. Now I, I will say that, uh, I will say that my honorable mention for Walk the Plank is anybody that was hating on any of the PGA guys wearing red on Sunday. I, I saw some tweets out there. Nobody that follows us, thank God. Mm-hmm. But I saw some tweets out there on, on the interwebs, on, on the old Twitter machine um, of people saying, oh, well, other people wore red before Tiger. or Or tweeting things like, It's not like you died or anything.
1: Wow. Yeah. So you have to die now to be honored. Okay.
0: Yeah. Walk the damn plank if that was you. Delete your Twitter. Delete your profile. Delete yourself. (laughs) Walk the damn plank.
1: Yeah, I I can't see how anybody would have a problem with with that. I mean, that's just... What is wrong with you? We're talking about a guy that's arguably the greatest golfer of all time who just had a horrific crash. We don't even know if the man... You know, he's got so much recovery It, it that ended he's going to have to do. He might not ended, ever be able to play golf again.
0: It ended up being similar to the same injury that uh, Alex Smith had. Yeah. I mean
1: – You know, Alex Smith was very fortunate and able to come back and actually play competitive football again, which is a blessing in itself. Um, but with all the injuries that Tigers already had, I mean, the man's got a bionic back. So – you know, for, for this to happen and then for people to have a problem with that, you just you don't have a heart. You really don't.
0: Yeah. So if that's you, walk the damn plank. Well, Artie, uh, I, think that's, I think that's enough for this week. Uh, episode 48 is now in the books. You got any final thoughts?
1: Uh, you know, as always, baby, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. We're getting better. We're we coming up. We can, we can somewhat see some light. We can say it's not completely dark and it was dark for a long, 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 long time for like 10 years. But continue to stay safe, people. Wash your hands. Wash your butt. Be safe. Practice healthy habits. And uh, until next week.
0: All right, Power Nation, Use Manscaped.
1: Peace. <laughs> Deuce.